everybody and welcome back to another episode of the journey of oz podcast i am excited to be back even though this last weekend wasn't that great for myself and the wolverine nation that's right michigan once again they uh they shit the bed they didn't get they didn't get the job done looked tight in the first half and then ohio state did what ohio state's been doing for the last seven years which is unload on the michigan wolverines Scoring damn near, what, 60-some points? It's pretty bad. Um, I don't know what to say. A lot of people are saying, you know, fire Harbaugh, um, fire Don Brown. At this point, they've got our number. Uh, there's not much that we can really do in the way of recruiting, and I have a feeling if that if we keep Harbaugh on board, it's not going to end well for for any fan, alumni, or any football fan, Michigan football fan for that for that matter. Don't think we're going to be pulling off a lot of uh a lot of uh a lot of wins against them with this particular staff. Uh, it looks pretty ugly. I actually sat and I watched it at work and uh the game went off like at 4. I had to work till 10, so it was like 6 hours of just fuming, just sitting there, cut the TV off. I was like, "You know what? This is absolute trash." And it was a slow night, so I just had nothing to take my mind off of it just sitting there and uh, essentially just just suffering. Um, <laughs> so we're moving on from that. I'm actually going to have a pretty good weekend coming up uh, this next weekend, uh, going down to watch the SEC championship game with my cousins in Atlanta at the beautiful Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not Dome. Um, if you haven't been, you should definitely take a visit, get down there and check it out. It's uh, pretty awesome. Other than that, um, really just been doing some reflecting, sitting and in uh, thinking about you know my dad who passed away in June. Uh, that's been it's been pretty rough, but you know things remind me of him all the time. Spent the last couple hours actually cleaning house, doing things that I know he would do, going that extra mile uh, for the family and making sure everything is uh, taken care of. Takes a village and definitely in a household, uh, one person can't do it all. In this household, just like when I was growing up. Both parents worked. You had to come home. You got to get things done. So I totally understand uh, all that goes into uh, successfully running a house and and a home and a family and making sure you take that time out. So hopefully I'll be working day shift here over the next couple months or making some adjustments so I can spend more time with the family. But yeah, that's been that's been real. It's been fun. (laughs) And uh, yeah. What else was I um, going to talk about? Um, I think for this particular episode, it's probably going to be a bit shorter since I don't have a guest. But um, some things that I that I ventured into, um, listen to a podcast uh, called Crime Town. Now that podcast, uh, season two, is specifically about Detroit and what you know the mayors that were in Detroit leading up until Kwame Kilpatrick, his rise and his fall in the city all the way up until his uh, federal court case, and then they've gotten up to the part, the point where he's going to appeal. Uh, I believe he was looking at 30-something years, and it's pretty, when you look at it, you know, because I experienced it as a younger a younger man and a child uh, leading up you know, to, my, to adulthood and leaving for college and leaving my parents home. I really didn't know all that went into it, but I got the gist of it, you know, um, cover-ups and everything, and they go into more detail about how things were handled, it's really ugly, man. I mean, 
30 something years does he deserve 30 years I know he deserves time for what he did but 30 years is uh quite steep but then they also had implications to trying to figure out you know did this guy have somebody murdered we don't know um it is what it is we got to figure it out and uh, I know it was a cold case for the uh, case of uh, Tamara Green and uh they brought it back I think maybe five years ago maybe a little longer than that and uh well they just uh booked into and pretty much wrote it off again so that her family doesn't know um exactly what went went down and if you don't if you're unfamiliar with uh that that name tamara green she's actually what they thought was the young woman who actually danced at the manugia mansion at a party which was broken up by miss kilpatrick kwame's wife um apparently with some violence (laughs) knocking at their glass table and everything. She lived from that. And then everything, you know, going to the hospital, all the, all the files and everything were not, were non-existent. Uh, all the records that they were at the hospital. They, and then she ultimately ended up hanging out with her boyfriend at the time, who was a well-known drug dealer is what they're saying. And the car was absolutely riddled with bullets, killing her. I'm not sure about him. Um, but they're basically chalked up to wrong place, wrong time. And this is after she was involved with that, given the nature of, how he handled things, the the mayor at the time, um, it was very, um, very, I guess, non-coincidental. Like, oh, well, she's dead now, so, you know, dead people can't tell tales. Uh, at that point, everything was blown right out of, you know, out of, you know, not like say out of proportion, but wide open to the point where you're looking at, okay, is is this guy telling the truth at all with anything or is he completely lying? He got landed in, into court because he had a, you know, an, an affair with a woman that he had in his cabinet, Christine Beatty, and lied to, you know, lied in court, which is what perjury, bro. And ended up getting locked up initially because of that released Went back, you know, civil cases, everything else uh, was sued by the city. Um, and by, I believe, the chief of police at the time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's just it's just a giant mess. And that's just something that, you know, the city's had to deal with. And then obviously we were already in debt. Mismanagement of, you know, city funds and everything you could possibly think of, you know, firing whistleblowers, just pretty bad. But needless to say. Um, it was very a very intriguing uh, series. I wish they had another one moving forward. Uh, maybe they'll catch up with it, however the story ends and get a chance to call him, you know, and talk to the to the uh, ex-mayor of Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick, and see where that goes. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, let's see, what else did I get a chance to do? I did have the trip to Athens. Yeah, and you guys remember Phil from the last episode. Uh, we were actually met up with a good buddy of mine, uh, Lance of ours, I guess, in Athens. We hung out, we went to the game. Absolutely fun time. Um, things changed. We matured over the years, so a little less uh, drinking, <laughs> more actually enjoying the game and just you know getting the full til- uh, tailgate experience. Unfortunately, it did rain for a majority of the day. It stopped raining uh, right around the, I'd say, midway point of the third quarter. 
it was a 3.30 kickoff. So basically by the time it would have kicked off, because they changed it from, I believe, a 7 o'clock kickoff. If it was a 7 o'clock kickoff, it would have been completely dry outside. Um, so, you know, we got wet. I mean, it, it came down at some points, but it, for the most part, it was a consistent rain, which did play into the game. George ended up actually pulling the game through. It was close, pretty close. We did, The people weren't expecting that against uh, Texas A&M. You know, bang, bang, call at the end. A lot of Texas A&M fans were not happy with it, but it is what it is. Uh, they they sealed that game, and then uh, now they're going to be playing for the SEC championship against uh, LSU. Since then, um, obviously I talked about the Michigan loss, but Alabama ended up losing to Auburn. I say again, Alabama ended up losing to Auburn. And uh, also, you know, Nick Saban not happy with it, obviously. Griping, complaining about the calls, which they get so many calls is ridiculous. So I don't even want to hear that nonsense. Uh, but essentially, super happy that I'm not going to have to see Alabama in another national championship game, another college football playoff, and uh, I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to see that. It's time for some fresh blood. It's time to see other programs up there. I don't mind any other SEC team, really. Um, just not Alabama. So I'm happy with that. Um, other than that, you know, everything everything has been uh, progressing around here. Um, going to be making some moves. Going to be buying a dishwasher finally. We actually um, had everything lined up. We just haven't gone to the store and picked out the, uh, the uh, dishwasher we want, have it installed. We got that going on. I got the rental property. We got some people that we're going to have to put into there. The, my, my renters are leaving on the 20th, so if you know anybody <laughs> who wants a place on the 21st in Columbia, South Carolina, let me know. I'll be putting this out, so uh, definitely hit me up, inbox me, thejourneyofoz at gmail.com, uh, no doubt, or you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Um, just look for the Journey of Oz podcast with the Journey of Oz. Look me up, hit me up, let me know, and I'll point you in the right direction. It's a beautiful property, about 2,300 square feet. Uh, sitting on about of property that's actually cleared and everything, about an acre and a half. Fenced in, huge backyard, nice deck. You can't really ask for more. It's a beautiful place. So just let me know if you want to do that, people, um, and definitely uh, keep me in the loop. Other than that... Um, in the sports world, uh, for me, it is basketball season. And since, you know, the Wolverines aren't doing so hot anyway as far as football, I've been watching as soon as the basketball season started. And hockey's uh, kicked back up as well. I know Michigan hockey pulled a win over Wisconsin, I believe, at Wisconsin. So that's pretty huge. And I, I believe Wisconsin's a ranked team, so that was pretty huge. And then Michigan Wolverines led by Coach Dewan Howard, if you know anything about him, one-fifth of the Fab Five, and a uh, hell, hell of a ball player, had a great career in the NBA, hell of a collegiate player. I mean, these guys were true freshmen going to the national championship game. And then you're also looking at uh, the fact that he's doing a hell of a job as a coach. He's obviously put in the work during the offseason. He's inherited a few players from the job beeline years, but for the most part, he's got some young players that are actually getting some good minutes in and playing good basketball they took down UNC University of North Carolina in a tournament over this last weekend 
I was able to watch that as kind of a pick-me-up over that time. Uh, in that, they beat, I believe, Gonzaga before that. And then who else did they play? Gonzaga and is it Houston? I can't remember. But either way, uh, hell of a win. Impressive. Secured it. Um I know that the UNC game wasn't wide open the entire time, but they definitely uh, took off on them. I think they got up at, at one point up to like 15-point lead, and they won by like, what, 11 or 12 points uh, in the end. When everything was said and done, they secured the win, which is super impressive for a first-time head coach in Jawan Howard. And uh, I'm just sending my sending my uh, my well wishes to the team. Hopefully they go ahead and whip some ass, take care of business. I absolutely love the fact that they pulled that off. And it's looking like they're on the up. Is Michigan becoming a basketball school? I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking that the university needs to invest their money more in basketball than football. Just just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Um, that's it. Um, also, I know the winter is hitting. And I'm not actually in it, which makes me feel extremely good and I have to be part of that nonsense and not have to deal with that I'm in South Carolina the most we get right now is a little bit of rain a little bit of cold no snow not dealing with it um super happy about that also for those folks out there who are actually uh who actually are looking into I don't know hmm or looking into, I guess, how do I put it? Looking into a place that you that you could live, and it's great weather. The property value is great. You can get yourself a huge house for a little nothing. Come on to South Carolina or the South in general. I know my mom's getting ready to actually make a move. She's moving down to uh to a city near her where she lives in Georgia. I don't want to give out that information, but it's an absolutely beautiful area. And uh, super happy for her. Big ups. Hopefully we get to see the place uh, up and erected uh, within the next couple months here. I know they broke ground and it's going to be beautiful. She took me to visit the actual lot and everything. And it looks looks like a great neighborhood, nice and quiet. Um, essentially a gated community. but um, So it's safe and uh, things are going to be great. Other than that, uh, let's what, what else have I been watching? I've been... Watching the scores, I started off watching the games. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. It's looking bad. It's looking bad, guys. Um, <laughs> I know it's a rebuild year. I hate when people say that. They're like, oh, you know, my team's doing shitty. It's a rebuild year. Is it? How long, how long are you going to rebuild? Seven, eight, nine, ten years? Come on, guys. You guys were a dynasty. The old heads leave and, and they their bodies break down. They can't play anymore. They love the game, but it's it's a danger to their health to play. What do you expect? You guys have to recruit. You have to give younger players an opportunity to actually play the game at that level. Now, keep them in the minors and trade them. Why are you even developing them if you're not going to have them come up and play? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's kind of like the same thing with the Lions. Right now, we're suffering Matthew Stafford. Detroit Lions, are, I don't know what's going on. Sell the farm, Martha Ford. Because it's not looking good. You're just bringing money in for jerseys. 
getting butts in seats. I don't know how because you're playing terribly. Not every not every seat in there is a season ticket holder. I can tell you that much. So I don't know how you guys are pulling it off. I don't know exactly what you guys think you're going to be able to do in the future. But if you continue on this path, you're going to have no fans. Can we get a five-win season? Shit, can we just get a 500 season? Can we get eight games? That'd be nice. Eight games would be nice. Because at this point, you guys aren't going to win any more games. Matthew Stafford's out. The backup that we had is out. And then we had Blau. I think he got hurt. So he's a third stringer. And then they ended up actually um, going out and getting some backup or some third string or practice team quarterback from the Cardinals, who I don't even know his name. I just happened to see the article come across my Facebook page or whatever and didn't even click on it. And it really goes back to the beginning. I had a feeling. I ended up seeing, uh, from when I went home from my dad's moral, I, I ended up seeing the head coach of the Lions, Matt Patricia, at the counter, look over. Hey, how's it going, coach? Oh, no, it's going good. And all I could say is, good luck. And I just walked off. No pictures taken, no autographs, none of that. Because for the most part, Detroit fans just want to see you win. We don't care about all the glitz and the glamour and everything else. This is a blue-collar city. We want you to win. Work hard. Come in here on Sunday. Whoop somebody's ass. Go home. That's it. That's all we want. That's all we want, people. Just win. So, <laughs> until they get a coach and, a, and players that come in there and, and, and they actually want to do that, I think it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a really bad time for the citizens of Detroit the fans, everybody else who actually gives a damn about Detroit sports. Right now, we don't even have the Pistons. In, like The Pistons are playing like shit, too. They can't seem to buy a win. They play these tough games and lose it in the last, go up by 20, 15, or a decent lead, and then just blow the damn game. It's like a Detroit thing. So people start watching college sports, and you watch, you're watching Michigan football for years. Then what? They can't beat Ohio State. Eight fucking years. 2011 was the last one. Let that sink in. Was it that Rich Rod era? We saw how he ran the team to the ground and he was able to pull off a win. Why isn't Jim Harbaugh able to pull that off? Is he not preparing? And I thought thought the press asked... um, very legit questions, and he didn't want to answer them. I hate watching his press his pressers after games, especially games he loses, because he just says the same shit. Oh, you know, well, the other team played better today. For five years in a fucking row, Jim? Five years. Come on, buddy. You're better than this. He was like, uh, well, you know, the question that they fielded was, is it a is it a gap in talent, a gap in recruiting, or is it in coaching? Why aren't you able to pull this off against Ohio State? And I, don't don't quote me verbatim, but that's how the question was asked with the same sentiment. And Harbaugh basically was like, um, I'll answer your questions, but not your insults. 
You want to talk about insults? Bro, the team you're fielding and the way you're coaching the game is absolute trash. That's it. That's a fucking insult. It's trash, bro. We're tired of this shit. And I'm speaking for all Michigan fans. We're tired of this shit, Jim. What are you doing? I don't understand. You can sit there and you're you're getting butt hurt because your job is to beat Ohio State and you can't do it. Five years. Any other place that will pay you that amount of money to do anything, millions, and you can't pull it off, five years, most people would have got fired three or four years ago. Just because you're an alum and you play for Bo. For those who don't know who that is, it's Bo Schembechler. Look him up. Hell of a ball coach. He obviously didn't learn shit from him because this game isn't important to him and it's not important to the University of Michigan football team. And they fucking obviously displayed it because they made so many fucking errors. There were so many self-inflicted wounds during that game. It was almost unbearable to watch. You guys are lining up in a neutral zone, not even checking before the ball snap you had all fucking day. Nobody else in the line is looking over and being like, oh shit, there's two of our guys on the defensive line lined up in a neutral zone. By a mile, not like a fucking hair, like offsides. So I don't understand how you can expect to win when you don't have discipline. These guys are pulling off the running back's freaking shoes, untying them and pulling them off in the middle of the game for bonehead 15-yard penalties when you got them pinned down, third down, and you pull that shit. You've stopped them, but at the end of the play, you got to pull a shoe off. Just dumb shit. Dropping passes, damn near in the fucking end zone. Middle of the field, wide open. You can't win games that way against Ohio State. You can't do it. So why is it that he can't convey that to his staff, he can't convey that to his players, and he's allowing that type of tomfoolery to happen on the field to play, during a game when there's a live ball. Explain that to me. I'll wait. You should have plenty of time to reflect after the fucking eight years of ass whippings. And five in a row. Well, shit, what, no? Eight in a row, five in a row for Harbaugh. How can you sleep at night, bro? How can you take the money? You must just like bathe in it. Ah, all these losses. Every time he's in a big game, he fucking chokes. And Don Brown, if I see one more fucking blitz after it clearly isn't fucking working. And as a defensive coordinator, you keep fielding Josh Metellus as safety. Undersized. Always out of position. How many times do we have to see him looking over his shoulder at the ball in the air trying to chase down the defender before you say, give another young guy a shot? Same thing at the quarterback position on the offensive side of the ball. If Shea Patterson's not getting it done, listen, if Shea Patterson is not getting it done, it is your obligation to try another way. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't matter who's behind him. Give somebody else some play. 
so that we can try to win the damn game. That's the objective. It's not to come out there, put a team, put on a little cute uniform or some shit, go out there and get your ass beat and blow the fucking game. It's not the objective at all. So I'm not really quite understanding why you continue to allow this to happen. You are the head coach. I'm going to get away from that. But I'm, that's my two cents, people. People say better, better luck next year. I'm not fucking watching. I'm not watching one Michigan game next year. Michigan football is behind me. Not until they make some changes. Own up to their fucking mistakes. Because he never does. Every presser. He never says, well, you know, we could have done this better. We could have. No. Well, we just didn't play that good today. Every big game. But fans expect you guys to go out and win national championships. And you can't even win the fucking Big Ten because of shit like that. The Wisconsin game and the Penn State game got better for the Penn State game. But Wisconsin game? Come on, man. Are you serious with yourself? Guys, you can't be serious with yourself. Absolutely not. I got, I got to get off of it. I could, I could talk about this for all day and pick at them. But it's so easy because they make so many mistakes and they never own them, and they never fucking fix them. It's the same shit since I've been watching Michigan football. It's the same shit. You just stick with a motherfucker who's not doing anything to change, throwing picks. Ugh, it's so frustrating. <sighs> so with that being said, it's time to move on to a, a new a new subject. New subject. I'm moving on. So a lot of people, I don't know if if anybody who listened to this is actually an MMA fan, maybe a couple people that I know probably more than likely are. Um, Conor McGregor's coming back. He's going to be fighting Cowboy Cerrone. I don't know if they're trying to give him a gimme because Cowboy hasn't been performing too great over the last couple fights. But I, I'm assuming it's they're trying to give him an easy fight. There's that and... Uh, John Jones, I was really expecting Corey Anderson to get a shot at the belt, but they're not doing that. They're not giving him his shot quite yet. Um, I forget the name of who he's fighting next. Some kid who has been on pretty much a tear through. He's gotten some layups. He's also gotten a couple good fights ahead of him. And uh, hope he hope he wins, I guess. I don't know. I'd like, for, I'd like to see Corey fight John Jones. I think a lot of us would, especially with his performances as of late. He's proven himself. He's done it without really saying anything up until his last fight. But I guess that's what the fans want to see. If that's what he has to do, with a couple with the hard work he already puts in, then I guess so be it. That's that's what he has to do to get a fight. It's a shame because it's becoming WWE. These guys get in the ring, they put their bodies on the line, they train hard every single day. Out of a 24-hour day, they're probably grinding at it. I would imagine almost 20. Nonstop. But you look at guys like Masvidal, same shit. He's already kind of a talker and everything, but like people like to watch him. He's talented. But imagine if he was just quiet and didn't say shit. I think the only other person in 
UFC right now. That's kind of like that as Khabib. But, I mean, that guy, there's no losses. He steamrolls through people. Um, just watching it is... It's amazing, and I, I can't wait to see his next fight. He's gonna, uh, he's actually gonna be fighting. Uh, who's he fighting? Oh, look it up. I don't know why I'm at a loss for his name. El Kukui. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a good fight. Um, let's see what the date is for that. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, you guys get to use, listen to my beautiful singing voice. Uh, UFC schedule pulling that puppy up. <laughs> and it's crazy that, um, let's see, is that gonna be on the Usman Covington? Ooh, I'm gonna get to that one. Okay, so yeah, John Jones is fighting uh, Reyes. That's going to be Saturday, February 8th. Uh, Blades versus Dos Santos should be a good knock. Uh, Saturday, January 25th. Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. That's actually going to be in South Korea, December 21st of this year. Uh, don't don't leave for popcorn. That's going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then, of course, we got Usman versus Covington. I'm looking forward to that. December 14th, I'll be in front of my TV watching that. Um, and then Overeem versus Rosenstruck. If you haven't been watching that Rosenstruck guy, he's been putting people to sleep. Like, now I'll lay me down to sleep. I'll pray to the Lord my soul to keep. It's been like, he's putting hands on people. So we'll see what Overeem does with that one. I want to say, so on that same card, December 14th, the the Uzman versus Colby Covington, you've also got Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. You've got Amanda Nunez versus Jermaine Durandamy. Marlon Moraes, yay, yay, versus Jose Aldo. Should be a good one. Come on, Marlon. Magic. Let's do it. And then you got Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. I didn't, I didn't see that one being a thing. Jeff Neal versus Mike Perry. Caitlin Vieira versus Irene Aldana. Matt Brown versus Ben Saunders. And let's see who else is on here worth, in my eyes, worth watching. I don't watch every single fight, but uh, that's going to be a good card. That's going to be a Saturday, December 14th at T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going down. I want to see... Who is fighting on that the next one that's coming up? I don't think it's a big card as far as names or championship fights. There's none on there. Ortega versus Korean Zombie. That one, again, I said was going to be December 21st. I think that might be the biggest fight on the card. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I think that's the biggest fight on the card. Dang. So the Joan Ray, the Jones versus Reyes card. Ooh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Kate Chikugin. Go get him, girl. Kate. Handle your business. It's gonna be dope. 
Um, I love watching you fight. I hope everything goes well. It's not going to be a walk in the park. I can tell you that much, but put in that work. You got Derek Lewis versus Ayer Latifi. Ayer, he's going to come right at Derek. Uh, Derek Lewis looked good as far as as far as I can see. Um, the physique was actually trimmed down. He looked like he fought a smarter a smarter fight the last fight. He just fought a dude that was just not gonna go down. Um, it was a tough draw, and the guy was a better wrestler. Pull off the decision. Could have gone either way in my eyes, but Derek Lewis pulled it off. I love watching him. I love his post fight interviews. They're absolutely hilarious. Um, I think his last fight, he said I was trying to punch him in that belly button on his chest or something like that. It was crazy. Um, who else we got on here? There's not that many fights on that card. Huh. And, uh, yeah. That's going to be a good, a good, uh, good draw for fights, uh, towards the end of the year. Going into 2020, there's going to be some decent ones as well. Always entertaining UFC. You're picking it up. I'm enjoying the cards you're putting together. I can tell you that. Definitely been enjoying the last couple Love watching it, and then um, I'm actually gonna try to get into watching uh, watching a little bit of Bellator this year, and then uh, I believe what Ryzen, Ryzen, not Ryzen. What's the other one? Uh, one, one fighting championship. Yeah, I'll enjoy watching them as well. Sometimes I'll catch some. It's crazy, like on YouTube or whatever. I'll just watch like a re a replay or. Whatever I can, but it, it's it's pretty dope to watch. I enjoy that. Um, what else has been going on in the wild, wide world of sports? Yeah, I actually looked at um maybe like a month ago, and I, I forgot to tell you guys about this. I actually looked at trying to go to the Summer Olympics. Um, unfortunately, there most of the events. The, through the raffle that they have and applying for, you know, actual tickets or passes to the events you go to, they sell them in packages. You don't just get a, you know, a ticket and you just go. Um, the hardest part is actually having the ability to buy the tickets to the events that you want to go to. You buy like, you know, the certain dates that they're going to be for. And then from there, you have to have like, I guess a pass to get into the event or events for the Olympics because it'll be spread out over that area. Sometimes, you know, different parts of that country. And I believe this one, the next one is going to be in Japan. So it's going to be spread out there. I really wanted to check that out, but um, you really got to plan that out almost like four years in advance. Um, that's a thing. So four years in advance, you definitely want to, um, Save, save, save your coins because it's going to cost you unless you know somebody who lives there or you're a, a host nation, I believe. I want to, don't, don't misquote me, but I think 2024 or 2028, it's going to be in Los Angeles. I think it's 2024. That'll be a cool one. So you guys save up. And if you're a resident of California, let me come out and stay with you. Anybody, anybody in, you know, L.A.? Dago, I want to come stay with you so I can come to the Olympics and uh, have a place to stay and just spend the money on tickets. That'd be dope. I'm not balling like that. Not yet. Um, but <laughs> I definitely want to do that. But that's on the bucket list before I pass 
from this great earth that we uh that we get to spend time on. I would definitely love to go to the Olympics and watch world class athletes do their thing uh and uh represent our country and just see, you know, history. I love it. I absolutely love it. Definitely want to do that. There's a couple other things I want to do. I want to definitely head back to Europe for uh, leisure. And I definitely want to go to Africa as well before the Europe trip. And uh, I want to visit the west coast of Africa for sure. Maybe South Africa. And then uh, head over to the eastern eastern part of Africa. Maybe the Horn of Africa. Check that out. I don't know about the safety or anything like that. um, But I know you have to pick and choose where you go. Know where you're going, just like any place else. You know, if you were coming from Africa, coming to the States, you're not going to walk through, you know, the hood in Detroit without having somebody with you that knows what they're doing and knows where they're going. You stay your ass downtown. It's kind of the same thing. You got to figure out what the climate, the condition is, and uh, politics, safety, your safety in hand, and figure that out. So um, I definitely want to do that. Uh, and I think the next thing we're going to do is probably be as a family. Um it's been proposed that we go on a cruise. I'd love to do that. I also think that I want to head to Hawaii, um, maybe for like a week or something uh, with the family. That'd be pretty cool, uh, just to just to go as a group. I went last year for work, and I enjoyed myself, even though I worked probably more hours than I was off because it's work. But uh, the the hours, the couple hours that I did have, I got to see some things, so it was pretty cool. And then linking up with an old co-worker of mine at his, uh, his in-law's place. It's pretty cool, too, see how the locals do it, how they hang, their culture, just even though it was only for that one night. It's pretty cool just to see how they do things. Um, but all, all right, guys, this is pretty much all I got. I'll leave you with a couple more messages here. Um, definitely be kind. Uh, behave yourselves, people, the best you can. Be considerate. Love one another. Look out for your battle buddy. And uh, that's all I really got. That's all I really got for you right now. This is definitely going to be a lot better since I figured I was going to come on the podcast next. Uh, episode 31 will be even better than, you know, 29. And by the way, you guys are wondering, what? I thought you already had an episode 29. I did. It never came out. I lost my files. <laughs> Some things happen. We live and we learn. Didn't back them up accordingly. And I had some new software. It was like the perfect storm for nonsense. So episode 29 was with my good friend Phil McLaughlin. Episode 30 is your boy here after a successful evening of cleaning house and making all well around me. Um, I'm feeling good. Going to get back on the jiu-jitsu mat after I handle uh, handle, uh, my, my yearly... PT stuff and uh got some doctor's appointments because you're getting older you know the knees and the feet and the joints are acting a little different it is what it is we get older you know you put a little put a little extra weight on and uh things happen injuries happen so you definitely want to make sure you take care of yourself please don't try to just tough it out it's not gonna happen bro go take care of yourself make your doctor's appointments Make sure you get into the dentist. Everything else. Everything else you're supposed to be doing, do it. Uh, You only get one body. So take care of that motherfucker. Anyway, I'm getting ready to relax, watch a little TV, 
edit this video and the audio, and it'll be out for your listening pleasure. Thank you for joining me again for the Journey of Oz podcast. Can't wait to have another guest on. And if you do want to become a guest on the podcast, you're in the local area, let me know. I can come to you. And uh, and if you're a friend of mine, you can come to me. <laughs> Save me a little uh, little trouble. You come to the studio. We'll do uh, we'll do a podcast. Let's talk about it. Uh, I absolutely love it. Going to be putting some merchandise out again here. I had some stuff up on redbubble.com. You can check out. Just type in The Journey of Oz. All my merch is on there. Support me. Please don't also forget to follow me on YouTube. Follow me, YouTube. Um, Check me out also on Instagram and Facebook. Definitely trying to build my YouTube following. It's not as easy as I thought. I got to figure that out. If anybody has any tips on that, please let me know. I'm just trying to put out a better product for you guys on a weekly basis so you guys can check me out. If you have anything that you want me to speak on, talk about, or shout outs or whatever, let me know. I definitely appreciate any type of follow, any type of like. But most importantly, please subscribe. You can also find this on iTunes and SoundCloud. Be easy, folks. I'm out.